Hi guys, welcome to Heart to Talk the Podcast. I'm your host, Teresa Caesar. You are tuned into episode eight. Thank you so much for joining. Have any of you ever heard of Captivate? Well, if you have listened to any of my previous episodes or follow me on social media, you will know that it is basically a holistic wellness community for women where experts all around the globe present and show you how to just live radiantly. So I thought it would be fitting to bring on today's show the founder of Captivate, Annette Muriel, who is a holistic nutritionist uh, specializing in hormone balancing. She also was my first guest on Heart to Talk the Podcast, episode one. And Jesse Carroll, who is the mindful and authentic interior designer and my guest for episode four. Both ladies are heart-centered entrepreneurs that aim to serve others. They will share with us uh, the backstory of how about a year and a half ago, they were both seeking something bigger. And just by taking action steps, they were presented with answers, opportunities, and the community they were in search of. And when I say the community, it is collaborating with each other and as well as these other women on this Captivate platform. For anyone who is seeking something more or maybe in the process of starting a new business or just a new chapter in your life, I think this will resonate with you because these ladies will share their personal authentic testimony of what it's like in this female entrepreneurship journey and how you're forced to basically dive into personal development and how you learn so much about yourself and what you're made of. I just am inspired by these ladies and I hope that you feel just as inspired. Oh, one more thing. This is part one conversation and my next episode, which is episode nine, will have part two. Both are different, but they are the same in the fact that they just shed a light on authenticity, love, and just growth. So, I hope you enjoy my conversation with Annette Muriel and Jesse Carroll. I am so excited to have you both back on my show. I'm excited to be back. Yeah, so excited to be back. I love it. And I love it that it's different, right? It's like a little round table, if you will, me and then you two. So it's just a different energy. I just want to go ahead. I'm going to start with you, Jesse. What have you been up to since episode four? Yeah. Oh my gosh. That feels like almost a lifetime ago. <laughs> um, I know. Yeah. So much has happened. I have really just been really just trying to grow my business. So I think last time I was talking to you about how I was thinking about starting life coaching. Well, it's um, literally about to launch on the 22nd of this month. So super excited about that. And just, yeah, just kind of cruising with, with growing. I'm so excited that you're still on that path and really close. Okay. Annette, tell me something good. What have you been up to since episode one? You were my first, first, first guest. It does feel like a lifetime ago. It feels like there's so much that has happened since then. Um, I just feel so much further along, especially in helping women balance their hormones. And that was the the gist of my episode when, when you um, interviewed me. And it's so nice and fulfilling to see women 
um, have a better quality of life. I agree. Obviously, you both have been on because you both in your own space have done incredible things, um, mainly to serve others, which I think is so admirable. And then I wanted to have you guys together because I wanted to share with our listeners just the power of collaboration and building a community that uplifts and inspires. And that's basically what you do. Like you're in your own lanes, but I get to see you on Saturdays on the Captivate and it's just really incredible. But I know with every incredible thing you see on the surface, there's always a backstory, right? So I guess we can dive in to how did you get to this collaborative, inspiring platform? It's It's been quite a journey to even get to this point. A year and a half ago, I was really seeking clarity and community. I felt very um, alone in this online space, even though I knew a lot of girls online. And it was very lonely. At the time, I was going to different seminars and I found one here in in Scottsdale and I met uh, a coach there and I hired her. And then she had a Sedona retreat. So um, I went to her Sedona retreat. And when I was there, I met Jesse. And it, it was so interesting. There was just, I think, like five girls there. And I was so excited about just being around the other energy of women for not just like for an hour, but for like the whole weekend, other than in a place like Corona. So I didn't even know what to expect. But what came out of that retreat was a friendship, especially with Jesse. I really connected with Jesse. She had an energy to her when she walked in that I just felt super comfortable with. Um, and look, we are collaborating a year later. It's, it's really nice to see this journey unfold. Uh, Jesse does have an amazing energy. That's why I have to keep having you both come on. <laughs> okay, Jesse, do you want to add to that? Yeah. So I, you know, very similar to Annette, um, you know, I was definitely seeking community as well. Um, I I was very lost. I just, I don't know if anybody's ever felt this, but I, I really just felt like I was ready for more. I kind of had this itching that there was something I was supposed to do. Um, was, you know, capable of so much more than what I was doing, but I, I really didn't know what it was. I had no idea what those pieces were, but what I did know is that I, I just needed guidance. I was at the point where I was like, if somebody just tells me what to do, if they just tell me the pieces, I'll put them together. Like I'll find a way, but just give me the pieces. <laughs> so, um, that is honestly, I think that was a moment I surrendered, um, to just a process bigger than myself. And when I did that, what happened is other opportunities started to open themselves up to me. And so one of those opportunities was meeting a life coach um, who I ended up hiring with same one that Annette hired. And then turns out she was having a, a retreat in Sedona and I'd always wanted to go to Sedona. So I just was pretty much in a, a mode of saying yes and just, you know, experiencing things as they come. And so I was very, I was lost, but I was open. And so I go to this, I go to this retreat and um, I know it sounds really cheesy to say, but my, my life was changed simply because I started feeling the possibilities within myself. I started feeling like, okay, I'm gravitating at least in the right direction. Like I'm feeling this momentum that's pulling me towards something. So I don't know where it's going yet, but I feel like I'm in the right place. And so it doesn't surprise me at all that a year and a half later, you know, Annette and I are connecting and we're, we're doing Captivate together, which is her, her baby. I got to, you know, be there when she was explaining like 
all these ideas she had for what she wanted this beautiful brand to be. And now it's, you know, it's real life and it's so cool to see that. Um, but yeah, I was just at a place that is like 180 degree different from, from where I am now, to be honest. I love it. And I like that you said, you just got to start somewhere, even if you don't know how it's going to end up, because I do believe the right people and the opportunities show up, you know, and you just, like you said, you said that big word, surrender, just yeah. surrender. I completely you know, agree. You have to believe that something better is out there for you. If you're not happy with your current situation, I kind of like to think of it as, as like a quest. You're on a quest and there's, there's this treasure map and to the only way to know the next step is to take action. And if you look at life through that lens, it changes your perspective and it makes it a little bit more exciting rather than scary. I mean, I know we all experience even now the scary moments of like, holy moly, like what's going to happen next? How am I going to do this? How am I going to have the energy to do this? And then you just somehow, because you have faith and you know what direction you want to go in, the answers come to you exactly what you said, Teresa. I think what's even interesting, you had to say your own obstacles, your own backstory, but then you think of like this obstacle, which is the COVID, right? This pandemic that affected all of us. And then how through that, some of us actually reinvented. I don't know if you want to say reinvented, but gave you another opportunity. You know, people lost a lot, but then people also were able to turn this into something, you know, positive, even though it's really super unfortunate. But I feel like that's kind of for you what captivate kind of did, right? Like you, a year ago, you would, you felt lost. Like, how can I get this off the floor? I have this vision, right? And then you met someone, Jesse, you didn't think later on, she's going to pop in and be part of this and whoever else along. And I do have to mention when the first, it wasn't even called Captivate yet. When the first little get together on Saturday happened, I messaged Jesse and she ended up being on the first call. She does have this energy about her where she's very open and non-judgmental. So what I'm finding that in Captivate, uh, the the girls that are attracted to this weekly retreat are girls that are open to learning and girls that are open to change. They have energies that are very easy to be around because they're open. And I do find that to be one of the qualities in women who are, you know, what, what would you call it now, a boss babe, or, you know, they, they have this quality about them where they want to grow and they are seeking out wisdom. They find a teacher in every situation. So even if they have a day, they see a lesson in that. And so that that is what I'm finding in women who are attracted to Captivate. They they don't look at a, a failure as a failure. They look at it as a learning experience. So it's a mindset shift. I don't know if you want to add anything to um, to this, but I think it's one of the reasons why we attracted each other. Yeah, I, I think what you're saying is so powerful um, because, you know, people can look and see Captivate as it is now and see, you know, what's been birthed and where it's going. Um, but but I think it's it's so important to realize that you didn't 100% know what Captivate was going to look like. You even said you didn't know how. But what I think is so cool is that you had the laser focus on the core pieces of what it 
what you wanted it to at least represent. You had a vision for the pieces um, and you left the how kind of just open. And for me, it, it's funny because you were figuring out pieces for Captivate and I've been figuring out my own pieces of my brand of what I want, my own brand of what I'm building with Jesse Carroll Design, what I want that to be. And both of our brands are so, there's so many different facets to what they represent, what they, how we want to serve. But at the end of the day, they are very similar in being women focused. We, you know, we really want to help people be empowered. You know, we have different ways we're doing it, but it doesn't uh, surprise me that we've connected in the way that we have because we were in our own lane really just being authentic and true to the pieces we knew 100% we wanted. And then the how has just kind of shown itself and in its own time, which I really think, you know, using the word surrender again, we both just surrendered to, you know, the timeline to the how we just let it organically grow into whatever it's going to be. And I think that is what has made the difference in maybe something we're doing versus maybe other people that are so worried about, um, the big picture, the how, like the perfection of it and not even starting. I think we are both committed to the service. Like we truly want to see women's lives improve. When someone leads with that, um, it doesn't matter uh, the popularity in the moment. It doesn't matter how many likes you get on a post. We know if we impact one person, that it was worth it to to show up because we're here for the service. And that is the an, another difference I see I'm seeing in this heart-centered businesses and work is that women who are led from the heart, yes, the money, um, the success, everything follows afterwards. And we're still in the process of creating that. If you were to see us behind the scenes, it's not so pretty some weeks. Jesse and I talk about this and the Captivate Girls. It's not this highlight reel that you see. That, that, that what and, and we wanted make this point today where some, some days are not pretty, but we still have the vision of what we want to create. And that's what keeps us going. And I like that you highlighted the back end. You nailed it. That is, I think, a key piece is that there is that behind the scenes, that diligency, consistency, and you just have to keep pushing forward. Jesse, you wanted to add? Yeah, I was just going to say, you know, it is so important uh, what Annette said is just really having your your why, having your your vision down, uh, you know, really being focused on what matters to you most in your business. Because the thing is, when you're growing something, typically you're doing something that is, um, you know, hasn't really been done before because it's being done for the first time by you. And so no matter if it's a similar concept to something else, like, you know, what I'm doing with interior design and life coaching, like that stuff's been done before, but in my own way, it hasn't. So you're going to be bringing up things that not everybody's going to agree with, not everybody's going to get. So you have to really be so focused on what you know is true, your authenticity and what you really, what your mission is. So that way everything just kind of like all the little things, like, I don't know, speaking from personal experience, getting like 12 likes on a picture, maybe, you know, like just, you have to let that stuff fall off. And the only way it's going to is if you are so committed to your mission that, you know, nothing, nothing can, can penetrate that. So um, I think everything you're saying is so right on. And I'm so excited to share this with people because this is this is the stuff that that is game changer. 
you know, knowing what you want, going after it, not letting people um, tell you no, you know, just knowing in your heart it's right and just moving forward. And I think, like, if someone, you know, whoever's listening right now, in your head, you're like, well, you know, like, what do they do on days when, like, nothing's coming together when they're having a bad day? For me personally, I try, and I spoke about this on the first episode, I just try and focus on 1%. What can I do that day to just get 1% better? Or, you know, what, even sometimes that is just getting a better mindset. That is just getting my head straight that day. So then it doesn't trickle over to the next day where, you know, then it trickles over to the next week. And sometimes I just sit there with the fear or sit there, whatever thing I thought I did, and sit there and observe it. And if you just sit there and allow it to come and observe it and not judge it, it literally passes within 30 minutes. I swear. Like, it's like, I'm like, oh, okay. I, I, you're there. I understand that you're there. I understand that I'm afraid of this, but then you still, it's like, it's a way to override the, the programming. You can sit there and observe it, but you don't have to become it. What I've been doing, even on days when I'm like, this is like, what am I doing? This is, this is a lot of work. This is like, I can just quote unquote, go be normal. What, why am I doing this? What, and then that's another reason why you have to have a bigger purpose because you have to attach yourself to the bigger purpose on the days when it's not fun. It's not popular. I mean, for that's so real. Like it's, it's not glamorous. It's hard work and, and choosing to do this every day, you know, and, and I also believe part of it is having grace um, kindness to yourself, because I'll tell you what, like I've had many days where it's ugly emotions. It's ugly emotions. I'm not even aware in the moment to tell myself you should stop thinking like this. A lot of times I don't even realize it until the next day. Oh shoot. I sat in that all day. So it's just building this muscle so that you can handle those moments in the moment a little bit better, but being kind to yourself as you're, you're going through it because being an entrepreneur is a, or building anything um, is the fastest way to personal development. And through that expedited process, what's happening is you're being faced with things you didn't even know you needed to face. You know, you're, you're being humbled every single day. So there are moments where like, personally, I've, I've thought, what am I doing? Am I crazy? Like, why did I, why am I doing this straight out of myself? I literally don't have to do this, but you know, my why is so strong that it, it smacks me in the face sometimes. I'm like, okay, you have to just pick back up and keep going. But that's what it is, is it's just constantly having those conversations with yourself, getting to know yourself, understanding it's not glamorous, understanding that the reward is for yourself is, is the impact. It has to be. It has to be to serve because otherwise it's, it doesn't feel worth it. I love that you make it so real. And I think that's what people need to hear. Because on the outside, they're like, wow, they're beautiful. These posts are incredible. Look at all the things they're doing. But like behind the scenes, the self-talk is so important. Surrounding yourself around the right people. I think that's a big one. And and that's kind of what you did with Captivate. But just in general, I don't know if you've noticed when you are taking the path, whether it's the path of spirituality, entrepreneurship, all of it. I 100% agree with that. And I've had to learn this the hard way numerous times um, on on who I surround myself by because I'm, I'm naturally a very nice person and I naturally want to always give people the benefit of the doubt. 
But time is something that none of us can purchase really. Like we, once it's gone, it's gone. And we don't know when we are going to not be on this planet anymore. Whoever knows me, I tend to talk about um, death because I, I experienced a, a really hard death a few years ago. And my father died um, suddenly. What it taught me, because I do think when somebody goes through something traumatic, what it, you can go two ways. Like you can, you can go on and continue to be miserable or you can try and learn from it and make your life purposeful. And what that taught me is, man, like the things that I took for granted, and and those are things you cannot buy, and, and those are and, and, and you can't buy time. So why are you going to be spending time with people who are constantly questioning who you are at your core? You need people who are lifting you up and making you open that that portal of who you truly are up. And it takes a while to do, and it's a constant process. You don't get that overnight. And if you're around people who don't see your light, then you're just going to hide it even more. And we all have it within us. But it's it's so important to be around people who inspire you, who are kind to you, but then also call you out when you're not being your highest self um, and, and help push you towards that direction. And, and I, I just also want to acknowledge you and what you've gone through is, is a lot to take on. And I, I love that you're acknowledging that you experienced that and that it affected you. It was grieving and that translates into every area of our lives. It's so important to just realize, um, that every single relationship, you know, really plays a major part in our own experiences and, can be the thing that, you know, propels us to feel confident to go do the thing, or it can be something that almost feels like it breaks us down. And for me personally, when I started this journey, I was actually death gripping um, so hard that some of the relationships that I had, because I so badly pictured them being, you know, at the finish line with me, I, I really just was like holding on to these people, even though they were toxic and the universe actually pushed them out of my life. And so I, I had to go through my own grieving of these people. I know it's not the same by any means, but these people that are in my life for a very long time, um, who I viewed as sisters, they chose to not be part of this and not to support me. And I, I had to eventually accept it. And when I did honestly surrender is like the word of the day, when I surrendered it and I just, you know, put my hands up and said, okay, there's, you know, there's nothing I can do here, even though this is causing me so much pain. What I need to realize is that it's okay. And there's nothing I can do about it. I can only control myself, control, you know, my experience. And then what that did though, was it allowed beautiful relationships to form. It actually, that was really when I feel like I started connecting to a lot of other like-minded people in this, this entrepreneur uh, women's empowerment community. It was when I started to really feel like I was being seen by people. Um, and so it was just the most freeing experience in a way releasing what wasn't serving me anymore in the, in some of the community that I had and then being okay, having a period of just being okay without that. And then that, that kind of gestation period birthed 
amazing, beautiful friendships and community that I have now. So it actually turned into the best thing possible. So I I had to go through that pain. But um, I think if we can all just realize that sometimes the best thing we can do is serve ourselves by letting go and then the perfect right things show up. And a lot of times it's in the form of community because community is so powerful and so strong. And, and when a group of like-minded people to get, get together, it changes the world. Wow, that was well said and just a great way to close up uh, this first half of my conversation with these ladies. Stay tuned. So part two will be on episode nine, which will go live October 21st. For show notes and more information about upcoming episodes or past episodes, you can visit www.hearttotalk.com or you can find me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. I'll be back in two weeks.